Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dave, 45 of the program. How are you doing? We're rolling through our final week of downsizing before we switch gears. Next week, we are definitely in the messy middle. (laughs) We are so deep into the messy middle at this point. So the messy middle is just, at this point, you're recognizing losing weight in a healthy, sustainable way is so much more than what you are eating and when. It's so much more than that. And, you know, that motivation that you had in the beginning where you're so excited, you know, that fresh why I signed up, I am motivated, I'm going to reach my goal. You know, as you get into it, reality sets in and you're not as motivated because although you really want to lose the weight, you're probably not really wanting to make the changes that you need to make and make them consistently. And on top of that, life just does not make it easy for you at the end of the day. So there's a lot going on. Um, I hope that you have been doing a few things. First of all, definitely watching the check-ins, although, you know, also listening to the lives is really important. More than that, our guest segments The way our guests are able to tie into the big picture of the program, you know, our, you know, our sleep experts, our psychologists, our doctors and whatnot, it's been a really um, fluid and evolved conversation that we've been having about why weight loss is so difficult. I mean, listen, you've all done quick fixes. You're able to lose weight quickly. Then you gain it all back every time plus more. And, you know, I'm hoping that you're here to do it a different way, a healthy, sustainable way. And all the conversations we have with our doctors and our, you know, um, our doctors and our guest experts, you know, really tying in everything that you're doing. And this is maximizing. So we introduced maximizing early on and we've expanded on that conversation. Maximizing is things like managing your stress, really being aware of how your stress is factoring in, you know, and all the things that you can do to help manage it. And you might not be able to like, you know, just do away with all your stress, but there's a lot that you can do to help your body manage it. And your sleep, trying to get better quality sleep. Maybe you can't get more sleep, but better quality sleep. Um, Movement and why that's important and how it all affects your hormones, right? And not just your sex hormones either, your thyroid, your cortisol, your hunger hormones, all of it. Um, So I hope that you've been taking time to invest. I hope that you've been investing your time in our guest segments. And if you haven't, it's not too late. I highly suggest that you go back and make time to review all of them. We still have the whole half of the program, the back end of the program. So we have a lot of time at this point to lose a lot of weight. And it's really cool because everything that you've been doing is adding up, right, to make a big difference. And you're really gathering that momentum. You are even more in tune to your body's needs. You know what your body needs. Your body doesn't need this fat anymore. So it's it's happy, willing, and wanting to release it. It's just a matter of keeping the body focused on it and supporting the body's needs. So the, you know, if you just kept following the basic food plan, eventually you'd lose your weight. It just kind of, you take a little bit longer because the body's like got a lot of other things to focus on. So what I really like um, about the tweaks that we're making each week is that they really are designed to help you kind of move this process along. So I'm just going to plug myself in. 
Oh, that's so much better. There we go. Um, so really indulge in this tweak this week. Uh, Kim and I are going to talk about the tweak this week there. You know, it's not too late to figure out what you need to do with it. If you're a little confused on it, not so sure you want to be super sure on it. So you can really capitalize on the next few days. All right, there we go. Good morning. Travel day today. Downsizing is still not that day for me. I seem to be eating the same amounts, but feeling hungrier. Okay. So even though I'm not eating less, I feel more hungry, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally it does. Having said that, I had leftover seared tuna and edamame for breakfast and last night's from last night's dinner. I love that. I love leftovers for breakfast. So remember that you are going to have days where you are really hungry and you're going to have days where you're not hungry at all. Even with downsizing, you're still going to have days, some of you, that you're not even hungry for your meals and snacks. You're like, how am I supposed to downsize when I'm not even hungry? That is normal. It's also why counting and weighing and measuring and eating a certain number of calories each day just doesn't make any sense because your body's needs change day to day. And this is something we are teaching you to pick up on, not just while you are losing weight, but more importantly, once you've lost your weight and then you're working through maintenance and you're moving on, you want to be in tune with when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. You don't need math in order to lose weight and you definitely won't need it in order to maintain your weight. So that's a big part of that and picking up on that, right? I know some of you um, were talking about uh, you're being concerned that your portions are getting small. And how do you downsize small portions? Well, remember that you're still eating six times a day, nutrient-rich food. So people can eat a lot of food. doesn't mean that they're getting the nutrient value that they need from that food, right? So making your food choices super nutrient-rich. Also, you're probably comparing to the portions you ate before, whereas you're probably eating way too much. Our portions have gotten completely out of control. So you were, you were not only feeding into what you were used to eating, you were also feeding feeding into the size body you are now. So obviously as your body releases fat, you need to adjust to that, right? So still, if you're finding that your portions are, are, are looking small, remember that they are what they feel like. It's not about what they look like. It's about what they feel like right? And then that can change day to day. So one day you might need one egg, the next day you might need three eggs. And then remember, I talked about this on the check-in this morning that, you know, downsizing is as much portioning out your food and leaving some on your plate as it is going back for that second portion and downsizing that portion, right? Uh, If you're having an extra hungry day, I hear some, I saw someone saying, I'm starving, I'm starving. So remember that downsizing is getting your body's attention because all last week you were eating dissatisfaction to feel satisfied. So your body is noticing that you're not doing that. And the whole point is to get your body's attention, to get it to take action and be like, okay, well, if I'm not getting the same amount of food that I was getting last week to sustain this size body, if I release the fat and downsize my body, I can adjust to the amount of food that's coming in, in the most simplistic (laughs) way to describe that. Obviously, there's a lot more to it at the end of the day as well, right? Um, now remember when you are in detox, when that scale is moving, it is normal to be extra hungry heading into the evening. This was even way back when we started the program and you were eating dissatisfaction, those larger portions that you were eating, you were finding you're still hungry in the evening, especially right before that scale moves. So being extra hungry in the evening before, uh, right before a drop, that's normal. Getting up in the middle of the night around three or four o'clock time. That's, you know, another sign your body's releasing fat having water not be appealing 
is another sign having your weight up when you're doing all the things and you can't see a reason why your weight would be up. That's a sign as well, right? If you are craving carbs and sugar specifically, then that's probably an indication that you need to drink more water or bump your water up. So if you're, if it's carbs and sugar you're craving, try bumping up your water. If you are specifically craving salty foods, try bumping up your good fats, right? Your body associates high salt foods with high fat foods. When you're extra stressed, your body gets you to crave salty foods when it's really looking for more good fat. What could be happening is you're dropping the ball on making your food choices nutrient rich and just going back to on autopilot with your food choices, right? So uh, just be mindful of that. Uh, hunger, hunger, hungry is good though. Can we talk about that for a minute? It's good to be hungry. Your body is telling you, hey, this is what's going on. But remember, hunger can be a variety of different things, right? Like you can be really hungry and then all of a sudden you start to eat your food and you're full like on a few bites, right? You can not be hungry and then all of a sudden have those token amounts and notice that you are hungry. You can eat, uh, you know, and, and feel satisfied or slightly unsatisfied <laughs> this week, obviously. And then notice your tummy grumbling, which is not your, is, is not representing the fact that you're hungry. It's just your migrating motor complex kick in. You can be hungry because you're driving down the street and you see a Big Mac sign and your brain is just triggered to Big Mac, yummy, I want that. And then you're not like, you're not really noticing and getting into your belly about it. Am I actually hungry for it? I just like the idea of it. Right. And then hunger can be also residual at night, every night after dinner, I'm used to having, you know, tea and a cookie. So I always feel like I need something sweet after dinner, you know, after dinner, when I sit down, watch TV, I always have a little snacky snacky. So at the same time, I'm used to having snacky snackies. I'm hungry. Right. So hunger can represent a variety of different things. And this is why you really want to get really in tune to that. But hunger at the end of the day is just your body communicating with you. Hi, Dave Stewart. Good morning. Hope everyone is maximizing to their best ability. I say that because I'm not. (laughs) That's okay. Hey, I love a good check-in, right? I I love a good check-in. I love a good check-in with yourself. How are you doing? What kind of day are you having? How's it going? How's it going? Good morning. I invested in a new scale. It's a game changer. Yes. So check your batteries on your scale for sure. Check your, check your batteries on your scale. That's a big one. (laughs) Hi, Dana. Good morning. Third program here. This time I'm committed to taking in all the information and what a difference it's making down nine pounds and so many non-scale victories. Yes. This it's so much to it. I used to be like, oh, weight loss is so easy. You know, yeah, if you've been doing it for 30 years and you know what people need to do, yeah, it's easy. Um, but definitely if you're new to the program and definitely if you have, you know, a few years of dieting under your belt, you have to really unlearn, you know, all those, you know, everything you've learned from the diet industry, you have to relearn, right? You have to learn new things. It's, uh, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, especially as we start to unravel, um, you know, just the way our society is created and and the way some of us have been living and our, you know, our issues tied into foods from since we were kids, there's a lot going on there, right? There's a lot going on there mentally. There's a lot going on there physically. And a big part of that is how we utilize food, how we see food, how we've connected with food over the years, you know? So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And there's a lot of information, <laughs> that's for sure. But again, it's all about thinking about this. It's about investing in the knowledge. It's about investing your time in the information so that you know it and you're super clear on it. And then because there's so much of it, you know, your first program, you're just like, what am I doing? How is this working? You're really just caught up in how your body's physically responding. 
The second time around because is really interesting because you know what's coming down the pipeline. So you have the advantage, but then you start to deal with the mental stuff. Like the physical stuff, just like do what you need to do, right? You've got the routine, you know what you need to do, like you're in tune to your body. That the, Really the mental part is what really comes into the play in the second program. The third program is really kind of this combination of both where it really all starts to come together. It's really cool. You know, I've talked about this before with Ruth Kane and our team at the University of Ottawa who are studying the living method. And right now they're really diving into maintenance, people who've been able to maintain and sustain their weight. And, you know, it seems like the people who are one and done you know, have a harder time maintaining their weight, not physically, mentally, because they haven't spent as much time group over group over group or as much time, right, um, working with the mental part. You might only have 20 pounds to lose. You can easily lose that within one group. But if you have your issues and associations, your habits are a big one, your coping mechanisms, your beliefs, your past traumas, whatever, you know, three short months. And, you know, really with, with sort of each week and new things coming up, you're not really spending a lot of time working through these issues. So when you, you know, you're able to show up group over group over group, it's just so much more than what you're doing physically. It's what you're kind of working through mentally. Great conversation with Natalie uh, Gallant last night, if you're able to catch it. She's done six groups, 40 40 pounds down and six groups. What was interesting is I had an opportunity to talk to her afterwards. And she was just saying, like, if someone would have told me, you know, it's going to take you two years to lose 40 pounds, she would have been like, no, I'm out of here. There's no way I'm going to spend, you know, two years of my life to lose 40 pounds. Right. And of course, now you talk to her now, it's the best thing she's ever done. And she feels super confident about her ability to maintain and sustain her weight and also realizes, you know, reflecting back why it was so difficult for her in order to lose that weight, not lose it because she was able to lose weight, but be able to maintain it, which is really interesting. Work trip last week. So paused the program for a week, but walked a lot more and worked hard at eating healthy and came back at the same weight I left. Yes, this, yes, your body doesn't want to store any excess fat, right? So even if you do go away and you eat your face off for a week, you come up the scales up, it's not real weight gain. As soon as you get right back on it, it's just going to drop right back down. But I love this because what you're learning is this is going to be sustainable for you. You're going to be able to maintain this. Now I'm going to do a straight plan for two weeks and then we'll have to pause again for three weeks, trip to Europe and celebrate the son's high school graduation. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. So many people are falling, uh, are working behind I'm going to say falling behind, but really working behind in the group. That's totally normal. Um, you can p- still follow along with our app, which makes it really easy to do that. Some of you are already starting. Uh, some of you are already future tripping. You're already, you're already future tripping. You're worried about some of you are worried about the summer. We had a whole spring summer program coming up. Um, some of you are worried about the end of the program. What's going to happen in between groups? It's only two weeks. Um, some of you are wondering what's happening with the app. So after you are done the 91 days of the app, so this is what's cool. If you are using the app, you can continue to uh, utilize the app until you're done those 91 days. And then it turns into a general tracker. So you once the program is done, we no longer offer up the Libby AI, obviously. Um, but you, And it doesn't guide you through the program and process once you're done the 91 days. But you can still track. So help keep you on track in between groups and whatnot. Um, I'm kind of here to listen to Gina, but more for the comments. It's the community that makes this work for me. Yeah, you know what? I get that. I, I <laughs> you know, this is like, this used to happen on my 7 p.m. lives. Um, so when I used to regularly do, I used to do like a million lives. This is not sustainable. I mean, it's too much. You don't need that much information, but I used to do the 7 p.m. lives. 
And it was like, um, you know, the community would come together, the night, the night crew, I used to call it. And man, first of all, they have quite the sense of humor. Um, also, I think when I used to do my 7 p.m. lives, there was probably a lot of wine involved. <laughs> <laughs> I just come on and drink. Uh, and then we would chat. But the conversation behind the scenes, like no one would ask me any questions because everyone would just be chatting to themselves. And then I would literally go back in after and, you know, like read all the comments. Um, but this is like, this is what I said in the beginning. If you like, if you're listening right now and you've only been listening by way of podcast and you have access to the group and you haven't been coming into the group, you really, truly are missing out. We have this amazing community. Um, I mean, not only are, are, is our community supportive, but they're also quite knowledgeable and they very freely share where they're at. And so there's a lot of good tidbits and takeaways in the comments for sure. So I'm here for it too. I'm here for it too. Hi, Keely. Good morning. Seem to be on a plateau. Going to add some secondary supplements and exercise. Thank you for everything. I did book an appointment with Dr. Paul. Nervous but excited. Going on vacation next week for 10 days to Madeira. Nice. Fingers crossed I can keep focused and get water in. I know I will get a lot of exercise walking. So here's the thing, right? Like before you go on your trip, Make a plan for yourself. It's the airport that'll get you. It's the airport that will get you because flying is so severely dehydrating, like altitude sucks the water out of you. So you really want to be mindful of what you're eating at the airport because you think, oh, I'm just going to have this muffin and my coffee and whatever. And then, you know, I'll like, you know, eat better when I get there. Like really try to like set yourself up for success in the airport. Try to avoid like the yummy bites of bits and the carby stuff because then you're just going to land. You're going to be dehydrated and you're going to be craving carbs and sugar. Um, so try to keep it together in the airport. That's probably the most important thing. Drink water when you land. Make make it your mission to get hydrated because then that's going to address any cravings that you have that week and it's going to make you feel really good. Also, it really helps with bowel movements too because you know your bowel movements can get messed up, especially if you're flying a long way. And then I would make your trip about just feeling good. It's making choices that make you feel good. Right. And maybe it's ordering that that pasta at that restaurant or maybe it's like having that croissant or that pastry or whatever that might be. And yeah, don't think of it like, oh, I'm burning it all off because I'm walking. No, you're you're you are enjoying. Right. And then and then make it your mission to enjoy the things that you are eating, especially if you're going away and, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of indulging in like, you know, local foods and, and whatnot. You don't want to stress out eating any of them. So I would make it about feeling good. I'm going to make choices that make myself feel really good while I'm away so that you can best enjoy your trip. I think there's nothing worse than when you go away and you're so excited to go away, but then you just, but at the end, you, you just want to come back because you feel so gross. You're just like, ah, I just want to go back home and sleep in my bed and eat my own food and, you know, get back into my routine. You know, that's not a great feeling. You, you're so excited about going. And then when you're there, you just can't wait to get back because you've just like totally trashed yourself. You know what I mean? So go there with the mentality of I can have whatever I want. I'm going to, you know, choose to indulge if I want to and do it mindfully. You know, and then if you do, you know, choose to indulge one night, try to get a little extra water in, try to find some leafy greens, maybe the next day, that kind of thing, right? So it doesn't have to be all or nothing and follow the plan or not follow the plan. There can be a combination of you just making choices that make you feel good, you know? I love traveling. I love traveling. Hit a new low this morning. Hi, Lori. I love that. So you hit a little, you hit a new low. You saw the post we did in the group the other day about um, when you hit a new low, what you need to do, support the body and detox. Everyone works so hard to get that scale to move. And once it starts moving, they're just like, ah, 
They stop drinking their water. They pull back on their foods. They go back into old diet mentality. They think less is more. Do you know what I mean? So make sure you really are supporting that body in detox. There's things that you can do to keep that scale moving um, because chances are you're not just going to go and lose one pound. That's not going to happen. You, you're going to have at least three, five days of movement on that scale. A lot of times you don't see it, though, because you see that first initial drop and then the scale goes back up. And some of you, it goes back up for a while. But it can actually be on its way down and up at the same time because your body's retaining that water. So my portions are so small. Wondering if it's going to stay that way later in maintenance. No, it's not. No, so, so, I mean, you might have days. So right now you're eating six times a day, right? Even with small portions, your body's getting more than enough. So we are going to, we're going to be making changes to that. Next week, you're going to actually be eating even more often, getting even more in tune to your portions, which is so super cool. And by the end of the program, we're going to have you eating more in tune to your body's needs, more kind of, kind of personalizing the plan, still very much following the program, the plan, the guidelines, you're not on your own. What we're, we're going to do is have you checking in at each meal and snack time and assessing your situation. If you're hungry and you need to eat, you know, if maybe you could eat or you should eat based on the timing of your last meal or snack. And the reality is, is that your body's needs change every day. So when you get into that phase, you may find yourself or when you're in maintenance, you may find yourself, you have breakfast, lunch, dinner one day, then maybe you have the next day you have breakfast, snack, you skip lunch, and then you have an afternoon snack and dinner. And then the next day you might skip breakfast. And then you have morning snack, lunch, skip your two afternoon snacks and have dinner just based on where your body's at, what it needs, how you're feeling, what you're doing. That's the reality. This concept of breakfast, lunch, and dinner and eating these bigger meals is just like this society thing that we've created. Your body doesn't need a significantly larger portion at breakfast, a significantly larger portion at lunch. And your last meal of the day does not, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for it to be the biggest meal of your day. You're going to bed why on earth would you have your biggest meal of the day be dinner? It makes no sense. You want to know why? Because we started eating more food because we're spending time with our family. We feel like, you know, where it's going to last us longer. We get used to mindlessly eating because we're talking while we're eating. Next thing you know, we get used to these larger portions. We go to restaurants. It's what we're served. It's what, you know, think about some of the portions even that you see when, you know, you're seeing some of these influencers. I saw a girl the other day. <laughs> She was making some breakfast. She had a, she had a fucking pan. Like it was a whole, like a pan full of like, it was like oatmeal and whatever. And she like made these little squares and she cut it up. And I mean, I would, I would like use that. It would make that to serve my whole family. Um, I was just like, what? And she just started eating it. I'm like, that's insane. And, but I think I'm assuming that she's just eating out of the bowl, but that's not her portion size. So some of, some of those, those big, beautiful salads that you see that the, the Instagrammers or whatever making, like you don't need a salad this big, like that's not one portion for my goodness. So we get used to seeing these larger portions and we think that, you know, we see people eating dinner and, you know, and so then we get used to that. We think, well, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do, you know? So, so no. And also, okay. So also let me, let me, you're, so you're, so this is why portions are always what they feel like, never, but what they look like. So some days you're going to be hungrier than others. And then when you're in maintenance, you've lost your weight in a healthy way. So your metabolism is much higher, usually because of that people are more active, 
right? And you may find yourself needing larger portions. And so it's not about losing your weight and your portions are a certain size and keeping them small. It's actually about being really in tune to that. And so you'll notice, a lot of people will notice, and this is why I say at the beginning of every program, if you're a returning member, be in tune to your portions now with where you're at, not where they were when you finished the last program. Because once your body has an opportunity to function at higher levels, more optimal levels, your metabolism is higher, you may find that you need more. Or you may find that you need less. Also, this is really dependent on what you're eating, where, you know, what you're, what you're eating makes a difference because certain foods feed into your satiety hormones and make you feel more satisfied, like proteins and fats. Some foods take a lot longer to process and digest, like red meat can take like five hours, right, to run through your digestive system, like days for your body to process sometimes, whereas fish can take 40 minutes. So if you like eat a fish and salad, right, chances are you're going to be hungrier sooner than if you eat something like steak and potatoes, because that red meat just takes a lot longer to process through your body. Now, one is not better than the other, because it's about what you are getting from that steak nutrient-wise and what you are getting from that fish nutrient-wise, right? But that's something to take into account that people are not taking into account is like the, the food choices that they're making, the sustainability or how it's feeding into their satiety hormones and making them feel more satisfied, right? So some of your choices are making you feel satisfied longer and some of you, you know, not so much. This is like carbohydrates, for example. Like I, I did this. I tell this all the time. When I first started looking into, you know, carbohydrates and, and insulin and all of that, my my kids. So, for example, because I have four of them and they were younger, I, you know, make some pizza or chicken nuggets and French fries. And literally, by the time, like I'm done cleaning up they're hungry again. And I was like, you just ate, you just wolfed down three slices of pizza. How can you be hungry? You just ate four hot dogs. How are you hungry? Right. And that's because their insulin levels are getting all jacked up. Then they come crashing down. Then they're hungry again. And so what I started doing was things like, okay, let me give them, you know, some, um, like a drumstick with a little bit of rice and some salad with like some good, you know, salad dressing on there. And then all of a sudden I was really noticing that they were more sustained. They were go like the whole night without asking me for something to eat after dinner or snacks. But it was that high carbohydrates, right? High fat foods that immediately after they were done eating that you were hungry again. This is like also overeating, right? So this is why sugar, you have sugar, you want more sugar. Your insulin levels go up and they come crashing down. Same thing like, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, whatever, right? Like everyone sits down, you overeat all of it, the stuffing, the potatoes, the, you know, all of that. And then everyone crashes on the couch and they're like tired. Then an hour later, everyone's eating turkey buns. Who wants a turkey bun? Oh, me. You know what I mean? Like you just like, oh, ate all this food. Um, so things like that you're taking into account when it comes to, you know, there's reasons why you're hungrier than others. Um, that's why it's so complicated. This is why it's really about getting in tune with when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. And data collection, right, based on why am I hungry right now? What's going on? Do I need to eat? How much do I need to eat? What? do I need to eat? You know, and your body's really good at communicating. Like, you know, when you want like a steak, you're like, oh man, I want a steak. I want to You're going to stop at the store. You're going to get some steaks. You're going to like, you're going to, if you want steak, you're, if you, when you crave steak, you're going to figure out how to get steak or you want a clean salad. You know, I'd say clean. I don't know why I said clean with salad. Clean, clean is such a weird word to describe food, but you know what I mean? You want a fresh salad, right? Salad with some, you know, you just eat, I need a salad. You know, um, it's like your, your body knows what it needs. It's about getting it super into. So your portions will be the same. Your portions will be the same. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Same. Hit a new low on the scale last week, but was up 1.2 at the beginning of this week, and now the same for the last two days. Okay, that makes sense. That's pretty typical pattern. However, this does not bother me at all because I know my trends, and this means my weight is on its way back down again. Yes, this. Major non-scale victory is co- feeling calm about the scale. That is the goal, right? That's the goal. And I'll tell you why. Because once you lose your weight, and you will, you want to be calm on, like you want to be calm around food, physically, mentally. Y- y- I want you to not need the scale. I want you to be. I want you to be so in tune with your body that you don't even need the scale to tell you. You don't need to, the scale to tell you what you weigh or when it's up because you'll know. Oh, I had this salty food. I had that. I ate this for sure. It's up today. You know, then it's going to come right back down. Like that's where I want you to get with the scale. I love the scale because it brings up the feels. And I know so many people are struggling with it. But here's the thing. Like if you are still letting the scale dictate how you feel and it's ruining your whole day, you've got issues that you want to work through. And as painful as some of those issues might be for some of you, you're you're never going to get to the other side of this weight loss journey without working through them. And that's why, you know, that mental part of this journey is so important, right? It's also about things like setting yourself up for success, supporting yourself, intentions, end-of-day reflections, journaling, whatever you can do to set yourself up for success. That's really big. Really work on habits. Really being proud of yourself. That's like, believe it or not, spending taking time to be really proud of what you're doing is so important because it reinforces that behavior and reinforces those new habits, right? Like you can't just keep doing the same old thing and expect a different result, you know? So the scale can bring up a lot of feels. And if you are really struggling with those feels, you're probably really struggling with your weight and you probably really have struggled with your weight for a really long time. And the whole point is for you to get to a place where you're not struggling anymore, not physically, not mentally, where you're able to really live your life without having to worry about what you're eating every day, without having to, you know, worry about trying to lose weight every day, like actually get it done. And in a way that you're going to be able to move on, imagine the time and energy and money you're going to save when you no longer need to focus on weight loss. Imagine how you're going to feel every day when you wake up and you're just, you feel good and your clothes fit. Imagine how good it's going to feel to go out for dinner and enjoy whatever you're going to want to eat. But you're also so in tune to how much you need that you're just, you're not feeling like you need to eat everything and you're really enjoying what you are eating. Do you know, like just be calm around food and, and situations with food and, and just feel really good. Like that's the end game here. So it's, it's a lot of work to get to a place and the scale I think can really 
the scale, I think, you can be really, a really valuable tool in that. So if you're more hungry, do you ignore it or eat? Well, it depends on what you're doing. If you're downsizing, the whole point is to leave yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. So you have to kind of like, you're, you have your, you're eating six times a day. So first of all, if you're struggling with hunger and you're not eating breakfast, knock that off and start eating breakfast because not eating breakfast is not beneficial, right? Like you can skip breakfast for sure, but then you can't complain how you're hungry all day. You know, like you want to make sure that you're eating breakfast. Um, so, you know, some of you still might need the bonus snacks. Yeah, still add those bonus snacks in, right? Um, so you have the next meal or snack coming down the pipeline. So you're purposely, when you're downsizing, leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. So you're going to obviously be hungry. So you want to hold off until you have the next meal or snack. At the end of the day, even with downsizing, you've eaten six times a day and it's nighttime. And what we've learned through our guest experts, our psychologists and our doctors is like your body does, it's not interested in you eating at night. Your body, what's more important to your body is getting sleep, sleep for your hormones, sleep for your, like it's sleep is so important. So you don't want to be eating at night, right? Um, so you want to make sure that the food choices you're eating during the day, even with downsizing, are nutrient rich. They're giving you that more sustaining energy. So you want to make sure there's that. You want to make sure you're drinking enough water because, again, if you're craving carbs and sugar, they could just be the fact that you need more water. You want to recognize where you're at, the choices that you're making, and how your body's responding to them. Why are you feeling hungry? Is it just because of downsizing? Then that's normal. Right? Is it because you're extra hungry at night? Even with downsizing, maybe your weight's about to drop. Is your weight also up? Are you feeling a little bloated? Are you feeling the signs of detox going hand in hand along with that? So this is where you're assessing your situation. It's a lot of work for you to do, right? You're gathering data, the choices you've been making, how your body's feeling, what's happening on the scale and those patterns, along with how your body's responding to the choices that you're making, being in tune in the moment, making sure you're prioritizing all of this. It's like an investment in your time. It's like a course, right? Like you wouldn't sign up for a course and just not do the homework, not take the test, not show up, right? In order to do well in the course, to pass the course, there's things that you're going to need to do. And this is kind of like very similar to that, whether it's a course or a journey or an adventure or however you're looking at it, you know? Um, so you really want to know where you're at and what you need to do, the things that you need to focus on. This is where that maximizing conversation comes in. Um, you know, I did that troubleshooting session uh, last, was it last week? I would like, if you haven't, if you haven't joined me for a troubleshooting session, I highly suggest you do. And you, you go through the maximizing post and you do that. Same thing with our conversations with the guest experts, especially Dr. Paul and those supplements. Like I highly suggest you grab the book and kind of read along with him. It's it's really interesting because not just that what the supplements are, it's talking about why you might want to add them in, sort of what's going on with the body and why they're important, which is kind of really cool. Which is really cool. I had a piece of birthday cake last night and I feel like I drank a bottle of tequila. I have such a bad headache this morning. Yeah, that's normal. So this is the effect that sugar, you know, everyone talks about sugar and how bad it is for you. I, I try not, I try, I try not to do that. I try not to like vilify foods and they're not good. They're not bad. It's just choices that you're making. Um, you know, I don't want to like, you know, be alarmist or anything like that. Um, but sugar is really not great for you. And I'm all about eating cake on, on your birthday. But um, when, you, when you take sugar out of your diet, when you take sugar out of your diet, you really start to recognize the impact that it has. And what you have is a sugar hangover. It's very similar to alcohol. Very similar to alcohol where, you know, sometimes it's not the alcohol, it's the mix or whatever, the type of alcohol you're drinking that's high in sugar that causes you to have the headache the next day. So I, if, I was, if I was to eat a whole chocolate bar, for example, oh, I'm getting a massive headache the next day. I already know I'm going to feel like shit the next day. To me, it's, I might as well have drank a whole bottle of wine because if I eat, um, 
you know, a chocolate bar, I feel the same. So you're just really being in tune to how sensitive your body is to sugar. You always were. You always were, right? You, you, your body always responded to the foods like that in this way. It's just you probably just felt like, ugh, all the time that you didn't really notice. Or your body was just not communicating with you. It was, you know what I mean? You just kind of felt like, eh, all the time. Highly recommend you take your measurements. I've lost nine inches and that feels really fantastic. Yeah, I, you know, this is great. Although when you take your measurements, a lot of times your body can shift, right? Like your legs can go from wide this way to more narrow this way, but you're working out your hamstrings and your quads kind of, so, so, you know, your measurements can, your body can definitely shift. Um, whether it's how your clothes fit or measuring or whatever's going on, I love that. It's good to, it's good to have proof, <laughs> It's good to have proof. Sometimes we don't see it. Sometimes we don't see it when we're resistant. So it's good to have proof that things are, especially when the scale isn't moving, it'd be great to take measurements because it's amazing how much your body can change and you're not like, and the scale not move. It's so cool. Um, got on my scale. It was 12 pounds lower than yesterday. That scale was messing with me. Got on again and it was the same as yesterday. So yeah, so change, maybe change the batteries on your, when your scale starts to give you wonky stuff, Change the batteries on it. Did Dr. Paul suggest that we do not take uh, multivitamins? Um, it's more complicated than that. What the, the, there's, he's not knocking multivitamins. Hang on, it's just my mother's right there. I'm in detox. I've been, I've been working hard. Um, what he said about multivitamins is to address any real type of deficiency. And a lot of us, if you spend any time dieting, any time stressing, and really not like spending years eating nutrient-rich foods, chances are you have some deficiencies going on. I mean, we know that there, we know most people are deficient in magnesium, in vitamin D, like we, there are certain deficiencies. And you may think, well, I eat healthy, always have. But, it, and one of the things I learned from my conversations with Dr. Paul is this concept that you can get everything from your food is flawed. You can, if you're curating everything that you eat to get enough magnesium, then yeah, but it's not just as easy as eating healthy. You'd have to literally curate your diet to make sure that you're getting enough of all of these things. And our food choices are just not, even when making nutrient-rich food choices, we know from, you know, just overproduction of our foods that our foods are not as nutrient-rich as they used to be. And that, that's science. That's not me. That's science. And so a multivitamin a lot of times just doesn't have what you need or enough of what you need to to address any kind of deficiency or for how hard your body's working to make change right now. Again, you're not just like living your normal life. You're expecting your body to work really hard and making a significant amount of change when you're following the program. And so your body's working really hard in order to do that. So he didn't, he just said that the amount of magnesium or D or whatever that you're getting in the multivitamin is generally not enough to even meet your your recommended needs, your daily recommended needs, right? Your minimum recommended. I mean, and when they do a, a recommended, that's the bare minimum, right? Like that's like, you want to get at least that much in. And a lot of multivitamins just do not have that in them. Again, we're, we're going for like optimal health, right? And it's not a long, it's not like, it's like, it's also doing all of the other things on top of adding in supplements. Downsizing triggers me as if it's another loss or hard thing to do, especially when stressed out, self-sabotage. 
Um, I wouldn't know that it's self-sabotage. It's, it's meant to be triggering. I've designed it to be that way. It's, I meant it. Like, and people are like, oh, you should move it towards the end. I'm like, no. People have been for four weeks leading up to downsizing, following that food plan, eating dissatisfaction. I think by that time you're ready to be like, let's go. Come on. And I'm not fucking around. You only have a certain amount of time with these three-month groups. We want to get, get done as much as we possibly can. So it, it is designed to be triggering. It's the least, it's a, the least effective tweak right? It's the least effective tweak. It's just, you know, it's not, it's really meant to get you more in tune with your portions, which we're actually going to build on next week and then build on the week after that and build on the week after that, which is really cool. Um, but it's meant to be triggering. You should be triggered because you probably spent some time dieting, starving, depriving. And this, it, this is the week that feels most like a diet. Um, so I wouldn't say it's sabotage, uh, maybe you're recognizing that it's triggering and you're having, you're struggling working through it. That's why we call it the messy middle, right? So the, we talk about the struggle bus, right? So we used to talk about this all the time. Struggle bus, struggle bus, struggle bus. We used to talk about the struggle bus being parked outside your house. You know, there it is. There's the struggle bus again. Oh, woke up today, looked at my window, struggle bus still sitting there, right? Week goes by, still, still. Still, there's a struggle bus. The whole point of the struggle bus is that the driver is sitting outside your house waiting for you to get on the fucking bus. So get on the struggle bus, right? Like recognize, okay, I'm struggling. Get on the bus, right? Keep moving forward and be open to the things that you're going to need to deal with or the things that will come to light that you're struggling with. You might not even know what you are struggling with, but you're recognizing you're feeling ways. You're having a hard time. Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? People come into the group all the time. They're like, oh, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just, I, I can't get back into it. I don't know what I, I need some words of wisdom. I, I need some motivation. No, you don't. You need to ask yourself, what's your fucking problem? What's going on here right now? What is, what is going on with me? Not what's wrong with me. What is happening here? I want this. I, I want to lose this weight. I know I can lose this weight. I know this program is going to get me there. What's my problem right now? Like, what am I dealing with? What are the thoughts that are coming up with my in my head? Am I setting myself up for success? Like, am I setting intentions, end-of-day reflections? Am I watching the videos? Am I using the app? Am I on the most basic level supporting myself to do this program, right? That's step one. And then, like, you can have all that in line, though, and that doesn't mean that you're still showing up and doing what you need to do. But at the very least, you want to make sure you're doing everything that you can to support yourself on this journey. And it's like, okay, I'm doing that, but I'm still not making the choices. I'm not this. I'm not that. Well, is there something going on in my life that's making it hard for me? Right? Like, maybe you've got a lot going on, and maybe what you're doing is not, like, as good as you'd want to do it, but maybe it's, like, the best you could do right now. So that would be step two. Well, step one, are you setting yourself up for success? Are you supporting your body's needs to even yourself to do this, right? Number two is like, take a look. Before I get on myself of what I'm doing, what I'm, why I'm not making the choices, right? Am I set up for success? What's going on in my life? Because sometimes people are just really hard on themselves. Well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Meanwhile, you got so much going on that you're dealing with. You should just be happy that you made it through your day. And so what do you got going on in your life? What's happening there? You know, and can I adjust that? Can I make space for myself? Can I make more space for myself, you know, so I can make more of those choices that fall in line with my goals while I'm dealing with the stress? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, I posted a thing on the weekend. Um, I was so blessed to go. Uh, Tony booked a, a weekend away for me because I just... 
Um, I had been away. I was away for work, um, you know, in, in the fall. Went away with the family, which, you know, it's uh, it was amazing. It was a great epic family adventure. It definitely wasn't a vacation when you have 12 people of your family members going on, including your kids. And my kids, as you know, have been dealing with the death of their dad this year. And so it's hard. So even while we're away, they're still breaking down. They're in tears. They're sad. They're whatever. So it's it's been a lot. And, uh, you know, start a new group, and I'm so excited, and I'm really into – I love my job. And so I work a lot. And um, then I break down. Then I break down because I got a lot going on. And, you know, um, so Tony was like, we need you need to get away. And not that listen, a week, a weekend away, I'm going to fix it. In fact, it didn't fix it. I came right back in what I call my dirty fishbowl. And I feel the exact same, but it was a, it was a minute of reprieve, but I saw this quote that was about, you know, self-care isn't for emergency situations. It should be an everyday thing. And that really resonated with me. I posted it because I'm like, yeah, this is an, what I'm doing here is an emergency situation. I need to get away, take myself out of my environment just so I can breathe for a hot second. And then when I went back and then Tony, Tony was like, you ready to go back? And I'm like, no, no, usually, usually I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go back. I love my life. I have a great life. Um, I was like, no, I'm not. And then I, of course, came back and it's like dirty fishbowl situation, right? So it's like if you have a fish and it's swimming in a dirty fishbowl and you take the fish out of the water, it's what vacations are, times away, whatever. And, you know, the fish is like thriving. It's in a nice clean bowl. It's in a different environment. And then you put the fish back in a dirty fishbowl. And so that's why I say about your life sometimes. It's this dirty fishbowl. And unless you're cleaning the fishbowl, Right. You're making the changes, setting yourself up to manage your stress, to, you know, facilitate better sleep, moving your body, you know, clearing shitty friends, even, you know, whatever. And making making those changes, it's. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Um, so, you know, back to back to you, like what what's going on in your life? Right. What changes can you make? And then it's like, OK, so what's what's happening with my choices? And then this could be like it's you maybe you're on a sugar binge. So just recognize that's hard. So what's gonna help you? Drink more water. Do you know what I mean? Like start with the basics. Start with drinking your water, right? Then start with, you know, making sure you're getting that breakfast. Am I skipping breakfast? Just get that breakfast in. Get that snack in. Do you know what I mean? Like just do, just systematically try to pull the things that you are doing together. And and the biggest one, the biggest one of that, so step four is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to embrace it. You got to do the shit that you need to do, right? So set yourself up for success, right? Make sure that you are, you know, make sure that you, what, what was I talking about? <laughs> set yourself up for success, right? Check your environment with your stress that's going on, right? you know, prioritize the things that you find some space for yourself. So you are able to prioritize and find some space to do the things that you need to do and then do them, but do them in the uncomfortableness. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. You can hate it just, but you have to do them. And then you want to assess your why. Just remind yourself why you are, why you are doing this. That's a really big one because I say that because we're six weeks into the program, your why can change. Your why can change. Maybe what motivated you to start this is not what's going to get you across the line to finish it. And your your why needs to be stronger for you, right? So so I don't know that it's sabotage. It could be fear of fear of success, 
sometimes as people start to realize, oh my gosh, this could work for me, they sometimes sabotage, fear of failure, right? Sometimes sabotage. That's that's like, there's lots of reasons why people sabotage themselves. We have a great sabotage, a couple of great sabotage posts. Go into the app or into the group and search them. They'll, they'll come up. We have some great posts on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it is sabotage. It could just be that you are, the feels are being brought up and downsizing is meant to do that. And this is sort of like, you're feeling it. And also don't forget that you, you're also in tune to yourselves at this point. You're picking up on things in a way that you maybe never picked up on before because you were just didn't want to see it, were so disconnected from it, just didn't have time for it, whatever, you know. So even just recognizing your own feels physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, all of it where you're at, what you're doing, your brain is changing too. Your brain is changing, constantly prioritizing yourself, constantly you know, being in tune to your body's needs, um, being being mindful and the things, those aha moments, like aha moments are so huge because uh, like this is what therapy, therapy is like talking to someone and then you recognize, ah, ah, that's why I do that. And then it's like ding, 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 ding. And then you're like so aware of it, you might keep doing it, but at some point because you're so aware of it, you're like, ah, I keep doing this. This is why I keep doing this. And then eventually you'll make, you'll stop doing it and then you'll, you know, make a different choice. So that's why you're having so many aha moments, whether you're listening to a guest or you listen to a live or you're listening to whatever you're, whatever you're doing, it's a choice that you're making. That's those aha moments. Are you working through your shit? That's where you're like, oh, that's why I do. Oh, this is what's going on. Oh, okay. Oh, if I do this. So, you know, those aha moments. So those are, those are so huge because it's a big message to yourself that you're just, you're processing, you're working through something. You're on the precipice of change, right? So, so I, I love this kind of like even asking yourself, am I sabotaging? Am I, what is happening here? What am I doing? Why am I sabotaging? Like what, am I, is it sabotage? What's going on? Or is my life just really fucking hard right now? Maybe I'm not sabotaging. Life is just really hard right now and it's not making it easy for me. So then you say, okay, it is what it is and I'm doing the best I possibly can. And that's something too. That's what I love about this program. It's like sometimes you're flying, you're moving, you're grooving, you're a rock star. And other days you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth. That's reality. And sometimes it's just like, that's why the maximizing post, it's, it's there to look for areas of opportunity. It's also there for you to say to yourself, okay, well, I can't do this. I can't do that as much as, as, as well as I would like to, but I'm trying and I'm doing it. So maybe you have to factor that in. Maybe I can't move my body because I don't know, I just got hip surgery. What? Okay. So if I could do that, obviously that would help, but I can't. So let me be more consistent in other areas, right? Like maybe my stress levels, like I, the stress is what it is, but maybe there's a little bit that I can do to manage that. And then there's a little bit in combination I can do with my sleep, you know, and move a little bit more that in combination, that's going to have a bigger impact. Right. So, so that's what I love about this program. Had my period this week, couldn't downsize really? What should I do? That makes no sense to me. I don't understand what having your period would stop you from downsizing at all. 
don't know how to answer that question. Um, I don't know how to answer that question. You could be because you're really hungry. I guarantee you it's because you're just not drinking enough water. So your period is the same detox process that we are piggybacking when your body's releasing fat. So again, you get your period. What happens? Your weight goes up. Your body retains water because it's about to follow through on detox. Exact same thing. So if anything, your period is a great opportunity to be able to capitalize on that. So, But this is where, again, so let's say you were extra hungry for whatever reason. Portions are what they feel like, not about what they look like. So this is why it makes no sense why you can't downsize when you have your period. So maybe you're like, oh, I was just, I'm so extra hungry when I get my period. I just, I couldn't do it. Well, that makes no sense because if you're extra hungry, then great. Maybe your portions are larger than what they were when you didn't have your period, but you can still downsize those portions. So um, maybe you didn't follow at all because I know some people have really get really sick on their period. So I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance. So if you weren't following the program at all, then you just simply pick up where you left off. But couldn't downsize really is like, what does that mean? So you weren't able to downsize to the best of your ability. Also, I had my period this week, couldn't really downsize. It's Wednesday. So you still have the whole rest of the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have five more days of downsizing that you can do. So, um, start downsizing and then just be in tune with your portions. So not about what they look like. Uh, they're about what they feel like. So your maybe your portions are larger this week with downsizing than they were last week. Right. Um, so yeah, so I don't know what you got going on there. If you want to like provide more information, I could help a little bit more, but just offhand, I don't see how that would really factor in at all. Um, downsizing down 15.8 pounds. Love the program. I love that. Can't wait to buy new clothes. Yeah. Everyone says that, but then it can be really expensive when you have to buy those new clothes for sure. Natalie's conversation was such an eye opener for me. I'm in into my third program and already signed up for the fourth. I expected immediate results and figured I'd be done in maintenance. I, you know, I love this. I, you know, I love that you come in with all these high expectations. I love that. And you should, because you are going to reach your goal It's just that I think that the diet industry has duped everyone into believing that it's just easy peasy done. Eat less, exercise more, you lose your weight, you're fine. When we just, it's such a big lie. It's such a big lie. Like the, the, it's such a huge, even, you know, other programs out there, like the more popular ones, like their average loss at the end of someone trying to lose weight for 20 years is seven pounds. And you could have dropped 60, get it all back, plus plus more, drop 50, get it all back, plus more. But really, at the end of the day, it's seven pounds. That's craziness. Um, You know, it's the quick fix diet industry has made you believe that, you know, the magazines on the stands lose 20 pounds in three days. You know, the, 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 you know, I don't, there's so many reasons why we believe that weight loss should happen fast. Um, keto, the, the Ozempic, you know, you see a lot of that. Now you see a lot of people obviously losing weight real quick. Just wait. One of the really interesting things that I, I, um, that I found out about Ozempic when we were at the obesity conference is that you gain your weight back at twice the rate. So it's not, it's, it's like, you know how you've lost diets before you eat less, exercise more, starve deprived, whatever you lose that weight, you gain it back with Ozempic, you gain it at twice the rate back. And so if you haven't done a program like this to really get in tune to your body's needs to address your issues, associations with food, your beliefs, your traumas, all of that, you can just imagine you're just going to go right back to where you were before. And that's just going to be a disaster. We just give it long enough, you know, just give it long enough. Um, but yeah, we're, we're taught to believe that diet, it should be a quick fix. And if it's not a quick fix, it's not working for you when that's not the truth. That's not reality at all. 
And that, and then the biggest part of it, the biggest part of weight loss that's so crazy about people wanting a quick fix is that people don't factor in. You can't just take 20 pounds of fat out of your body and have your body be like, oh, okay. Like it factors in your fat into how it works, your hormones, like it just, it, the, the way it processes foods, like the size of your heart grows to the size of your body. So a lot of you are on blood pressure medications to avoid an enlarged heart from your heart working too hard to sustain your bigger size body. So as your body releases that fat and your body downsizes into smaller sizes, your heart needs to adjust. Your hormones need to adjust. Your body temperature needs to adjust. Your metabolism, it all needs to adjust. And it's just like this, even this, this concept of losing so much weight so quickly, it makes sense why the body stores it all back plus more. Oh my gosh. It's just gotten used to functioning with it. It's factored your fat into daily functioning. So just that alone takes time. You know, that's why you want plateaus. You need plateaus, all of it. I got to go. I have talked way too long today. I promised myself that I would get on here and keep it short and sweet for you guys, but I did not do that. I failed. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. <laughs> Try again tomorrow. Um, if you asked a question today, and you want an answer, make sure you pop it over on the question of the day page. That's where the team will be sure to answer it. Sometimes they do come in and do a, a quick sweep, but we cannot guarantee that we're going to answer your questions on the live. It's not something that we do. Um, so if you have a question you want an answer to, pop it over there on the question of the day page. Just copy paste it over there. Uh, the team will be happy to answer it. Um, join me for uh, the tweak this week with Kim today at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's midweek. It's downsizing. We're not done yet. That's where we're going to talk about it still. Want you to be super clear on it. Still lots of time to follow through on it. Still lots of time at this point to lose a lot of weight. Uh, the back end of the program is where you want to be. It's super cool. It's where everything's aligning, coming together. Dig in, ask the questions, invest in the information. Okay, I got to go. Have an amazing day, everyone, and I'll see you later. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.